This podcast contains discussions about mental health and may contain discussions about suicide and self-harm. If you or somebody that you know is experiencing distress or is in immediate danger, dial triple O or call Lifeline on 131114 or Beyond Blue on 1300 224636. Also, if you believe that someone you love is experiencing a mental health issue, please encourage them to go and talk to their GP as soon as possible. Thanks very much for listening. Hello folks and uh, welcome to episode, I think we're at episode 13 now. Um, episode two for this year uh, had a real had a great reaction to it the first episode, um, and it feels like it's been forever ago that we put that first episode together. Um, we certainly and and sometimes with our episodes, we we just have a situation where um, we don't really have a guest lined up, or I actually wasn't going to do the last episode. I, I sort of went. You know, might have a break, and um, Barb said, "No, we need to. You know, we put this out every fortnight. People are relying on this. We need you to put it out. So, uh, put it out, and it had great reaction. We had the last four episodes all go over two hundred listens. Um, it is a slow build and a slow burn, but we are loving the fact that people are really um, starting to follow this. Getting." Listeners in the most unexpected places, uh, Phnom Penh, Cambodia is one of the ones that I really find quite bizarre, uh, not in a bad way, just that, um, you know, can't believe I have someone that listens in Phnom Penh, Cambodia, and and it really is still a big thrill to see where everyone's listening, so uh, thank you so much for the people that are listening, and uh, and of course, um, a big shout out to uh, not only Louisville, Got a very uh, important couple of weeks coming up with Louisville, but of course, a big shout out to the um, to whoever listens in Chicago. Somebody is listening in Chicago, Illinois, listening really regularly. Uh, might be a few people, but I know that it's definitely one person. So, uh, whoever you are in Chicago, Illinois, um, um, if you want to send me a message and let me know what you think, I'd love to hear it. Uh, but of course, it's you know incredible that you're listening. Thank you. And I think uh, the fact that we get listeners everywhere really honestly speaks to the universe, universality of this message where you know people are really wanting to have these conversations and listening to other people have these conversations about mental health. And hopefully, uh, for those of you out there that are listening to these, hopefully it makes you feel uh, a little bit connected, a little bit less isolated, a little bit less alone. Um, and like, and, and hopefully it makes you, gives you some comfort as you listen. Um, that's the that's the idea. That's the goal. We want to normalise this process, normalise mental health, and and normalise what it feels like to have a mental health condition. Uh, having said all of that, my guest this week is uh, the great Johnny Bones. Johnny Bones is uh, a friend that I've known for a few years now. Met through uh, my wife's family, and uh, he's just he's actually a really incredible guy. He's lots of fun hanging out with. He's got a great sense of humour. Um, and Johnny Bones does a radio show on SWAR, S-W-R-F-M, every Saturday night, 8 o'clock, uh, Sydney time, so wherever you are around the world, make your adjustments if you want to listen, you can listen online, uh, called Bringing It Back, and, and Bones uh, has had me as a guest on his show a few times, 
uh, and uh, we get to play your favorite, basically get to play your favorite songs, songs that remind you of a person, time, or a place, um, which is really quite fantastic and a lovely way to walk down memory lane sometimes. So, uh, Bones has had me on a few times on his show, and a couple of weeks ago I went over to the Swa Studios and recorded with uh, recorded Bones's show with him, and then got him to do some podcast recording with me. So if this sounds a little bit different um, sound-wise, it's because it was recorded in the Swa Studios, uh, so it'll have a slightly different vibe to it. Uh, but I, I look, um, I, again, Bones is one of these people, I knew he had a story, but I, I wasn't quite sure what was going to come out of the story uh, when we first started speaking, and it was really fantastic to sit and talk with him and to be able to hear him tell his story and um, and, and hopefully he got something out of being uh, so honest with um, with what he was saying and how he was speaking and, the, and the, certainly the uh, the message is strong here that, you know, yes, mental health does affect everybody, mental health conditions do affect everybody. We want people to speak out. We want people to not feel like they're alone and uh, I'm really happy that Bones got the support that he needed uh, to help him uh, manage his mental health and his wellness. Um, he's been a big influence on my life, um, you know, very quickly. Uh, I, when I was first looking at doing community radio myself many moons ago, uh, Bones were one of the people I kind of looked at and went, well, you know, if, if he can do it, I can do it as well. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean, you know, he he's a guy that just decided he wants to do this. He He's very good at it. And I felt like that was something I could do because he did it. So... Uh, very interesting, like I said, very interesting chat. Uh, there's a little interruption in the middle. I can't be bothered editing out, folks. So somebody else walks into the studio. It only goes for about 20 seconds, 30 seconds. We can skip that. But uh, enjoy this chat with Johnny Bones. And uh, don't forget, share, like the page. And uh, and if you're in Chicago listening to us, let us know. Uh, you can listen by all the uh, usual mediums. And uh, if you think you know somebody that needs to hear what we're talking about, please share this with them. And of course, if you want to be on the show uh, and you're uh, kind of uh, local to the Sydney area, give me a call. We can or DM me. We can uh, maybe organise something. Uh, but in the meantime, let's ask Johnny, let's ask Johnny Bones the uh, the question. Johnny Bones, how are you going, mate? <laughs> this is weird because I'm now on, I'm now on the other side. Um, I'm, I'm usually the one asking the, the questions and, and you're providing all the answers and yeah. and doing all the talking and um yeah it's 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 a bit strange being on the other side of the desk you, you blew my theory out of the water when i opened with that question everybody that's been on because nobody's done radio we yeah things, recording yeah. stuff so there's a couple of things that people need to get used to mm. is number one they're hearing themselves in the earphones yeah. people can't cope with that <laughs> Also, so, oh, so do you get the people? Yeah, yeah, I have, I have them okay. listening as well, so they can wow. get that full experience. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then also just like that, like, oh, I'm being recorded. Mm. That's really weird. Yeah, and I think because for me it's 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 second nature. Like when you're in in front of a panel and and you you know that you're doing a radio show and you, you you've got all these computers going on in the background yeah. and 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 you're doing recording. You you just think, yep, yeah, well, you know, it, it's getting recorded. Um, with a radio show, everything gets logged anyway. And and now when you've come to me and you said, I, I want to actually record a, a podcast with you. Yeah. I, I've I've now got to actually sit down and. I've got to put the headphones on. Like, it's a conscious thing for me, whereas when I'm 
in in control and, and maybe it's a control thing yeah. uh, well you, you, there is a little bit of control because you're recording so yeah, you can I, press I, stop I am, I am pressing stop yeah, yeah. but but yeah. but um but you're the one who's directing the traffic yeah, tonight i know no, it's it's it, it, look, it, it i'm a little like i'm surprised that that that's been the reaction because I was mm. like, oh, planes will just be straight. No problem, straight, straight into this. Straight this is in, easy. Yeah. He's got this covered. Um, but yeah, it is, and it does it, and it feels a bit strange when you're the other side. Of the th- and actually, it, it's kind of the same. I, I get where you're coming from because I'm the one. I, I don't actually have a lot of control over this. Like I don't have my little unit in front of me. Yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah. not looking at my time there, and I'm not kind of playing with the. I don't. Yeah, I have, and usually I have to, you know, be the big radio guy that says, "Okay, you, you need to listen to the. You need to do. This <laughs> you need to keep your mouth this far away from the microphone, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, it's um, it's kind of there's a little role reversal stuff happening here. There, there is, but to, to answer your question, um, doing well, doing doing great actually. Yeah. Um, Oh, obviously, yeah. There is, it is, it is a bit funny uh, in the in this situation. But I'm I'm actually honoured to to be invited to be on this podcast, and we we have talked about this a long time. Uh, I I do remember listening to the the first episode, and and um my my girlfriend Casey and I we we, we actually listened um to to the very first episode, yeah, the introduction uh, one, the introduction yeah, yeah. the introduction one. And um, yeah, yeah, you know, we were listening, to it and I was like, "Oh, there's, there's ads." And then obviously, you, you, you went into yeah. to, to talk, talking about what, how you're going, mate, was all about, and yeah. and then we realised, oh, okay, well, that is actually something that's really important. Yeah, that that you're here to talk about. And then I remember um, we we uh, the last time I saw you before tonight yeah. was at um, Bob's. Parents' house, yeah, the seventieth birthday celebration. That's right, yeah. Uncle, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I, and I remember you you were just yeah talking about um how you're going, mate, and, and, and the podcast, and and then I, I left uh, when when we left, uh, and I said and I said the case, I said that's his baby now, like that's yeah, that, like how how he's, he's talking about uh you know who who we're gonna line up, and I remember then uh, when was that? Was that July or? Uh, I mean, it was August actually, because the um, August, yeah, because Nath's first episode had just come out, and I was watching the numbers climb. Yeah, I had, I literally had about fifty listens at that point. Yeah, like nothing. And I remember we, we said, "Oh, um, yeah, let, let, let's let's uh, let's let's get it recording soon," and, and it's taken all the way until um, right. you know the end of end of twenty nineteen slash uh, start of twenty twenty to 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 get together, but. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's yeah. We don't need to pretend it's twenty twenty for this. That's right. We yeah. just recorded a whole a whole episode <laughs> of Bones' radio show where we had to spend the entire time pretending it was twenty twenty. That's right. We're recording this, you know, a couple of days beforehand, and I pre-record this. Everyone knows I pre-record this. We mm. don't do this live, but um, so yeah, it's, it's we can we can be honest with the listeners ago. It's still twenty nineteen, right. but we're we're on the cusp. It's a, a couple of days before, so we're mm. nearly there. But yeah, it made it, and it quickly became the baby as well. Yeah, you know, and it's um, it's a it's a really yeah, I was talking to you off off the air about the listeners that we're getting, and we mm. had a, a massive support here in Australia. Obviously, you know, like I think somewhere in the neighbourhood of about twelve or thirteen hundred total listens here in Australia, which yeah. is fantastic. Um, but again, you know, we we talk about Louisville, Kentucky, and we've got staunch listeners there. We've had a couple hundred listen listens in the US, mm. um, and just weird places where I'd never expect people to listen. Like I was saying to you, like. One of my top five countries is Cambodia. Oh, Phnom Penh, Cambodia. Shout out Someone's to the Cambodians yeah, out there. Yeah, I don't know how to say hello in Cambodian, but hello. And it's just this—it's this 
really, I, I think because there's a, a universality to this, you know. Absolutely. This is the purpose of this podcast is sort of becoming and morphing into um, reducing some of that stigma around mm. talking about your mental health. And I think people listen to it and they hear it and they go, and they hear people like Nathan, and, and Nathan's done three episodes with me now. We've done over four and a half hours of recording. We could probably do another four and a half hours. Nathan would do it tomorrow if I asked him to. Mm. And you're hearing people who are very honestly talking about this has been my, my journey with my mental health. This has been what I've gone through. This has been how I've experienced it. This is what I'm doing. And and for me, I want positive, positivity. So I want people to go, well, this is how I'm managing it. Mm. This is what I'm you know, doing now to stay well, to keep myself on track. If I start to slip, this is my, my first thing that I go to um, or this is what I've put into my routine now that I, I do every day. Yeah. You know, um, so it's it's but it's just, it's I want it to be much bigger. Like mm. We've got, we've had 18, nearly 1,900 total listens. I want another two zeros on that. I want, I want, to look at my, my, my insights and go, well, I've had a 1,000 people listen this week. Mm. You know, I've had 2,000 people listen this week. Um, so that's the goal. The goal is to just keep growing it and growing it. Yeah. And and talking to people and just talking to, you know, there's um, the old SBS uh, maxim, there's, you know, 7. 7, 7 billion stories in the world. That's right, yeah. Uh, I, I know... Bunch of, I know I've got 490 people on my Facebook friends list. <laughs> yeah. There's 490 episodes. That's right. Yeah. How are you going, mate? Ready, ready to go. And, I, and I've done multiples with one of them already. So, <laughs> so you know, we've got a, a stack more to do. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, thank you for coming on. And the other thing with this as well is I want the people that I have on and people that have had significant impacts on my life, and mm-hmm. I think I've said this to you in the past, um, you were one of the inspirations for my radio career. Yeah. Um, when I did community radio back with uh, 2MCR back in the day, oh. um, uh, you know, listening to you and, and, and Sophia do the radio show one night, mm. listening and going, well, you know what, like, if those guys can do it, I can do it too. Like, yeah. that's, you know, that's achievable. You know, they they don't have anything that I don't – and I'm not saying that you're not fantastic at what you do, but they don't have anything I don't have. I can do mm. that. And going into my local radio station and saying, can I do this? And they went, yeah, you can. And doing it for nearly two years, doing 100 episodes, which ultimately leads to this because this is, you know, it's a mini radio station. That's, that's right, Without yeah. the music, you know. <laughs> um, so it's and, – and actually we're doing it in a radio station. Well, we are, <laughs> this yeah. This is the most professional environment I've ever done it in. <laughs> Well, if you want to come back any time, you know, just let me know. I'll open the doors for you and oh, you know, set up your equipment. And it's usually, it's usually, um, usually, you know, dining. I've done it in a, a room at a library. I've done it in, you know, dining room tables mm. all over the place, and made you know poor husbands and wives go to bed early because <laughs> you know, all right, kids, off you go. Daddy's got to record with Adam now. Um, so yeah, I think thank you for opening the doors here. At, at this beautiful community radio station we're in. Yeah, shave out the aircon. Sorry about that. Oh, sweaty ass. <laughs> so the, the, the question I always ask people, and I, I touched with, on this with you mm. beforehand um, as well, but um, the question I always ask people is, what, is, what does mental health mean to you? What, do you? what comes to mind immediately when you hear that term, mental health? That's a yeah, great question, Ads. Um, I've got this saying, um, mental health begins with me. So a couple of things. So obviously, figuratively speaking, the, the first Two letters M M E, but I've always, I've always thought that it, it also starts with myself and, and how I think and how I perceive. 
the world as well. And um, oh, I will I will say that I have had my own struggles with with mental health. Yeah. Uh, it's probably about five six years ago. Um, yeah, I was diagnosed with mild depression, and and at the time, um, trying to process uh, what was happening in in my world, it was it was actually quite hard because because I didn't know what what I was going through. I just I just found that you know, I couldn't couldn't sleep. Uh, I was struggling at work, uh, struggling to make decisions. Yeah, as as well, you know, with, with work and and I describe. Um, I don't know whether this resonates with anyone out there listening, um, but my my experience of mental health is, is best experience, uh, or my my kind of best descriptor is is being in, in fog. Yep. So when you're in fog, the the way forward isn't isn't so clear. But sometimes when you're driving along and you see a patch of fog, it's it's so clear. Like you're driving along the highway and you look out into some meadow and you just see that it's it's covered by fog and you think, okay, well, there's a fog. Yeah. And But, you know, you, you, you're on the road and you, you're heading to wherever you're headed. But sometimes when that fog comes over the road, it, it's not clear where you're headed. And, and I think that's that's where uh, – that's, that's how I experienced depression was that I, I couldn't see the way out. The, the way forward, but now that I look back, I just think bones like it's it's so easy. Like you just gotta you just gotta do this, and you just gotta pause, and you you, you just gotta remind yourself that it's it it will pass, and it's it's not so bad after all. And uh, you you got to change your, the way that you think about it as well. Um, and, and I had to be in control of my own thoughts. Um, so there was a fair bit of um, uh, cognitive behavior, behavioral therapy that that I did with. Um, with a really good um, psychologist um, that I had at the time, um, I've since worked with others who've ge- again just given me some some great tips in terms of just just the way you, you process your thoughts and and thinking about the you know are all those bad negative thoughts are, are they really going to happen or um, is it just something that will you know you, you can't attend you, yeah. you breathe in breathe out and then it's gone so that's the first thing mental mental health. Um, you know, begins with with me. Um, it's it's how I control my thoughts, how I see the world. Um, second, secondly, I, I think it's also about how you, you, you treat others around you, and and how you know you you can see how other people are going. And and you know, to big credit to you, um, big ads. You know, that the how you're going, mate. I I think it's for me, it's it's a lot more than that. You know, are you okay, day? Because yeah. that's that's one day. But then, what happens after yeah. that that day? And you know, we we talk about it so many times. Uh, you know, in, in terms of you know, someone passes away, and you th- and we we always say, oh, you know, I, I wish I picked up that phone, uh, picked up the phone, yeah. and gave them a call. I wish I sent them a message, or wish I said hello to them. And like this podcast itself, how, how you going, mate? It, it really just encourages. And and I've I've actually started using. The, the hashtag myself when yeah. I, I'm in um, you know do a fair bit uh, f- for the the guys that walk and talk the, the yeah, initiative yeah. where they you know you walk and you talk and it's talking about suicide prevention and and, and then I, I slap on that the how are you going mate because I, I feel that it's it's just a super quick like how are you going mate that's yeah. whether whether you're happy you it's really just that open question there's no judgment there at all yeah but yeah the the onus is on on ourselves to, to really have that courage to have that conversation and and 
you, you're not going to have the answer. Yeah. Someone might yeah. say, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm doing absolutely terrible right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, okay, yeah, you might, you might be blown away, but you won't have the answer. And even in that space, you can – I read a great quote the other day, like literally just yesterday to, or the day before, mm. which was, you know, I've learnt to either – to say to the person that at that point – do you need me to listen, or do you want some advice? Yeah, that's you know? a that's a great one. Yeah. Um, and 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 the person will say, "I just need you to listen to me." Okay, yeah. cool. All right, I'm just I'm in listening mode now, and I'm just going to hear what you're saying. Mm. And and part of the, I don't know if we've even spoken about this, but part of the this, the decision, um, I, I'm like, I, I love Are You Okay Day. I think everyone that's doing something to do with mental health is fantastic. Yeah. But um, the Are You Okay message is kind of I think lost for the rest of the year. A little mm. bit. Um, also, to me, the AUOK, even the way it's stylized, is aimed at a market that is definitely younger than me. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm in my mid forties, and and you and I are in the the number one category. The number one way that people our age die is by suicide. Mm. Right? We're in that number one category. So, um, but you know, if you pay attention every day, and you you do it every, you'll do it yourself. If you really start paying attention to you know, when you go to the Coles Deli and the deli girl goes, how you going, mate? You know, you go to, you get on the bus and the guy goes, how you going, mate? You know, when you go to work and the first person says, oh, Bones, how you going, mate? Yeah. Um, it is just really common. that it, And and when I, when, so a fellow named um, Anthony Snedden and I were doing some community radio together a few years back. Mm. And he was actually the guy that came up and said, I'd seen somebody come up to me and go, how you going, mate? And when he said that, it just went, like, resonated like yeah. a, like a, Gong inside my head because it was just like, yeah, that's how I talk to my friends. That's how that's that's my language that I use with the people that I love. Yeah. But if you walk around and it's the language that people use, you know, you don't go up to the Coles Deli person and say, "Hey, are you okay?" You know, yeah, you know what? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you don't the guy the guy the, 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 the boy, if you got on the bus and the bus driver went, "Are you okay?" You go, "Yeah, mate. What's the real problem?" Yeah. You know, here you go, mate. And that's and I resisted the turd. It resisted the urge to kind of go, how yuck going, mate? Yeah. Thing. I, I use proper English. Cause there you go, mate. There you go, mate. But I, I went with the, the, the stylized, and that was part of the thing. It resonated with me. Mm. That's the way I talk to my friends. Yeah. And w- I've had this discussion with Nathan and a, and a few other people across the different podcasts where it's kind of like there's a couple of versions of the how you're going, mate, as well. There's the, as you say, you know, you're rolling to work in the first morning and go, how you going, mate? Yes. And it's like, yeah, good. You know, how's your weekend? Yeah, good. Um, that's social niceties. That's social mm. convention. That's you know, the purpose of this and, and the, the the next level of that is there are people in your world that it's more than that. That question is more than that. It's not a social convention. It is. I'm worried about you. How are you going? Yeah. What's happening with you? Tell me a bit about what's going on. I haven't spoken to you for a while. I noticed you've stopped doing this. Mm. You know, you used to be like. You know, if, if you do your uh, your Thursday thrasher session, oh, don't you do remind me. Workouts, <laughs> um, if you didn't turn up for a couple of weeks, hopefully someone there would call you and go, Bones, what's going on? It's actually, you, yeah, it's actually good. Um, I've I've um, managed to uh, like start of twenty nineteen um, had a few injuries and, and whatnot, and I actually stopped going to the gym. Um, because I was, I was actually going to physio, and and the guys actually just messaged me, just oh, just you know, hey, just checking in to see how, uh, we haven't seen you at the gym. Is everything all right? Yeah. And then because I hadn't had the chance to actually tell them what was what was going on, I said, look, you know, um, no, I didn't get injured at the gym. It's just something that I did. I went I went for a run. I tried to get back into running 
too too soon. Mm-hmm. Um, stuffed up my calves, so therefore had to you know go go to physio and 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 do the the. Um, all the homework that's associated with physio and whatnot, and yeah. but it was just really good that the guys actually just messaged me to say, I mean, first of all, it was re- pretty remiss of me not to to <laughs> message them and say, hey, look, I'm I'm, I'm going to be out of action for a few weeks. Yeah. But it was great for them to say, hey, like you know, we haven't seen you around. Um, is everything all right? Yeah, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. and and even uh, I, I'm not into uh, running as much as I used to be about three or four years ago. Yeah, yeah. But I still cross paths with a, with a few uh, runners every every now and then. A lot of them also say, "Oh, we haven't seen you out out and about on the uh, on the tracks." For, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, is it? Um, yeah, ha- is everything all right? How, yeah. how are you going? And I just yeah, explain to them. Yeah. Obviously, life has, has changed for me, and I, I do want to get back into it. Um, it it's just about finding. One yeah. at a time, I think. Yeah. But it's it's coming back to the thing, the point we made earlier on as well. Like, you know, and 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 again, I always talk about you see it in the news where, mm. um, you know, a high profile person takes their life, and somebody says, "Oh, I wish he had said something," or "I wish he had said something." You know, I, I spoke to him the other day, and he didn't say anything. I didn't know, but if you then go back and have a really good look at it, you'll see there's some signs. You'll see mm. that, oh shit, bones in. Like, I didn't see him at the gym for a month. Yeah. You know, should I have worried? Like, okay, it would have just been, maybe, okay, you haven't been at the gym for a while. Yeah, 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 bugging my calves and not, not coming to the gym. Mm. Okay, awesome. You know, ask the question, done that. Um, the response might have been, oh, mate, I'm just not up for it at the moment. Mm. And then we go, well, what does just not up for it mean? Yeah. What's going on? Are you all right? Is everything good? Um, and even if you turn around at that point and say, oh, yeah, no, no, I'm good, mate, just a couple of things, you know. For me, it's I call it the, the head on the pillow test. Yeah. At the end of the night, can I put my head on the pillow and be satisfied that I did enough? You know. Yeah, yeah. Did, did I ask the question? Did I make sure the person mm. was okay? You know, are they? Have I done enough? Kind of thing. Mm. And it, and it's really important. And and that's what this is about. This is that that conversation where somebody says, you know, no, I'm not okay, or I'm not I'm not all right. Mm. Um, and then that next step of, you know, and, and we're not professionals, so I'm not going to sit here and say to people, well, I've got an answer that says, you know, say this, do that, say that. It is, that next step is, well, mate, I need, you know, you need to talk to someone. Yeah. You know. Um, I'm interested, to go back to what you were talking about before mm. um, with your stuff with depression, I, your cultural background. Yes. So your East Timorese. Yes, yeah? that's right. Yep. Um, where does that sit? Culturally, with the East Timorese, what does mental health look like in that context? Yeah, oh, that's a good question, and uh, you know, I, I kind of, I, I honestly don't know. Um, okay. I, I, the East Timorese, uh, I guess, cultural or race have gone through a lot. Um, yeah, there was, uh, yeah, from the from the mid seventies, um, Indonesian occupation. Yep. Um, you know, massacres and 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 killings and and whatnot and, and uh, you know forcing people to uh, to learn other languages and whatnot. So there's there's plenty of um, things there, and, and I know that there's, there's cultural sensitivities around um, you know for, for tourists to to talk about the war, whereas for 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 my parents and I, like we, we openly talk about it. But um, oh, I then I then want to talk about my parents as well because. Like my dad, so my mum was pregnant at the time with my older brother, and mm. uh, this was this would have been about uh, seventy five, seventy six, yeah. So in seventy five, my dad um, left my mum in in East Timor, 
to come to Australia with his with his, his brother and my uncle mm. um, to to get a job and um, yeah he, he was uh, I think he was here on a, like a, a student visa of some kind of some kind of um, visa and and they then um, the, the war then or the the occupation that happened and then they they came over as refugees mm. so he he worked here for a fair bit so he he came over to uh, foreign country yep. le- left his family behind um, newborn on the way um, got into a, a profession so he he ended up working at a, a car break factory he, he was a, tr- a teacher yeah. back in East Timor um, and he was always sending money back home to yeah. yeah to you know for the family and whatnot and I just think wow like he he went through all of all of that yeah and then I just think what sort of like mental stress yeah. would, would 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 he have gone through, or or, or would my mum have have gone through, or, or the family have gone through? Yeah. Um, and and it's it's unimaginable. And and I've actually had times where like f- stupid first world problems, right? Like yeah. the hot water's run out. Okay, and uh, I'm in the shower and the hot water has run out, yeah. and I just think, oh, I, I can't believe that, that we've run out of hot water. Like, w- yeah, yeah. what is going on? And then, oh, yeah, it, it might stuff up my day. And then I, I will then suddenly snap out of it when I, when I then think, you know what? Like, your, your dad came, your dad came over to Australia to give you, yeah, you a better life. Mm. And the thing that's buggering you up today is the fact that you, you didn't have a hot shower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, get some perspective. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, 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 I do, I do think about it, but to, to quantify it. Oh, I think I, I don't think I can to, to be honest yeah. um, there, there's a lot of uh, there's a yeah, you know a sense of pride now amongst the East Timor region yeah, we, we are a independent nation yeah. one of the most newest and, and recently we just celebrated um, I, th- I think it was tw- 20 years um, since since the referendum yeah. um, is it, is it, was it the East Timorese leader that was living at Warwick Farm? He was the president or the prime minister in exile. I, yeah, I think the, Jose, Jose Ramos Horta. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean he he was living in, above a shop in Warwick Farm. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. he was uh, like in the seventies. Like he was tr- he was travelling the world. Like he was. Um, my, do- my, 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 my daughter lives across the road. That's how I look at it every yeah, time. Lots of East Timorese people just rolling up like a <laughs> homage, like a stride. Yeah, <laughs> but. I mean, as, as a fledgling little Nate at the time, like you know, he he went to the United Nations to to plead our case and 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 to to try and tell the story of of, of what was going on. And and from you know from the mid seventies to the late nineties, it was what twenty four years of of brutal occupation. Mm. Um, mind you, it, it after the referendum and after the the um the results were announced, I think it was like ninety three percent voted overwhelmingly for independence. Um, yeah, there, there was still the the Indonesian army left with this uh, scorched earth policy, so there was still more um, more to come. But yeah. you, you know, I, I, yeah, I do I, I do hear people obviously talk about you know what life was back in the day. My dad does tell me stories about oh, you know, back in Timor, he'll he'll tell me a story uh, about um, you know some uncle that it, that he knew, or you know the mm. fact that he's, he's his dad had has a whole lot of land in, in Timor that he, that he doesn't know like you know what it's like at the moment is it, is it jungle has, has someone you know gone in mm. and, and and taken over it yeah really hard to to quantify do you see like um elements of 
mental health in your parents, like your dad and things like that? Do you see remnants of that now? Absolutely, yeah. Like, um, like almost post-traumatic stress sort of stuff? Um, I, I do, and, and not... Um, I, I think it, it might be... I think for, for my mum, it's that sense of... You know, longing to 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 go home because yeah. I remember when we were younger, like there were there was talk that yeah we'd we'd grow up to be adults and then she'd she'd go back to to Timor to to live and mm. um her mother did that and you know God uh, God bless her soul she she's passed away she she went back to Timor to mm. to die and um I, I think that there sometimes can be that sense of you know, home homesickness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but also that kind of it, it's it's like they've lived two lives like yeah. that, that one one life in, in in an impoverished third world country and now this new life here in Australia um, where you, you've you've got to learn a new language a, a new profession yeah. and, and and make new friends and I, I do I, I try and see my parents three at least three times a week. I'll, I'll drop in on them and and you know, see how yeah. they are. And his dad was unwell a while back. As yeah, well. yeah. He, he he um he's on kidney dialysis at the moment. Right. So yep. and, and you know from I, I feel that that's played a part on on his own mental health as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, look, yeah. To be to be quite honest, I, I think he likes being at home. And uh, I mean, the, the diocese has left him homebound, but I, I don't I don't think he he minds that. I, yeah. I think he, he really likes. Being at home, I have said, "Oh, look, you know, do you want do you want to go out and do something?" And he's like, "Oh, look, you know, I'm happy to stay at home." And um, he's he's okay with that. And 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 having a chat with him as well when I, when I do go home and and see them, um, it, yeah, it really for for me as well. Like, oh, look, you know, I've I've bought a house with with my girlfriend Casey, and you know that that's that's home now. But I, I also get that sense of home when I when I go and visit my parents yeah. as well and, and and check in on them. That sense of connection. This is yeah, my yeah, yeah, yeah. I we um I often joke with my mum. You know, my family home is a little two bedroom fibro ex housing commission place in <laughs> you know in the western suburbs. But um, mm. um, you know that house. So many things happened in that house. You yeah. Know? So much history is in there, and look, the truth of it is, is you know, if she passes, even when she passes away, it'll probably get sold. But mm. the truth of it is, it'll be a, you know, it'll be knocked down. No one will go and live in it. Um, but a lot of history will disappear. Yeah, a and, lot of history will disappear. And, and they're the things that you, you kind of connect with. Like, I mean, I, I remember when we moved out to to Lethbridge Park. This is in '94, mm. and. And I, I said at the time, oh, yeah, because we, we used to live in the inner city. We used to live in yep. uh, Stanmore and and, yep. and other before that. We lived in Erskineville and Newtown and and whatnot. And, and back in '94, I said, oh, as soon as I turn eighteen, I'm I'm, I'm going to move move back Straight out to the inner city. The That's city, where yeah. my friends are and, and whatnot. And, and 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 to this day, like my parents still live in in the same house. That's what twenty three, oh, twenty five mm. years, more than twenty five years that they've lived yeah. in the same place. In Lethbridge Park, and and when I think of the inner city now, I think, I, yeah, like I mean, it's great that I live there, but I I don't know if I want to go. Well, a, I couldn't afford it, <laughs> <laughs> and, and and B, like I don't I don't have that 
there's, there's, you don't have that space. You don't have that backyard. You don't have access to parklands. Um, the, the, the radio station isn't, isn't out there. Um, friends and family. Oh, I mean, my brother lives in, in – he lives in the inner city. But yeah. apart from that, that's, that's really it. You created that, that sense of community. Is, mm. there a big, is there a big East Timorese community out here? Is there, yeah. Um, is there a- I think you'll find uh, there's three cities. Um, I, I think – we are I think we're actually the third biggest now Melbourne is by far the biggest yep. um, the Darwin uh, oh that makes sense yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the Darwin population proximity of East, and that's it I think it's that closeness to to, yep. to to East Timor and having direct flights from Darwin there has, has yeah. really made it easier before yep. you had to yeah, you had to fly to to Jakarta or, yeah. or Bali before getting a connecting yeah. flight back to back to Timor, whereas now you, you get a direct flight uh, from, yeah. from Darwin, um, and and here in Sydney specifically, itself, Western Sydney, um, fair bit. There used to be a lot around Maroubra because that's where the um, the hostel was okay. for, for migrants yeah, yeah. Um, back in the seventies, and then so a lot of a lot of people lived there. But then as Oh, oh, I guess as as the you know the older generation passed away and, and the younger ones, yeah. um, you know, started families, needed more space, moved out west, like south southwestern suburbs, so yeah. Liverpool, Bonnyrigg, yeah. yeah. um, around there. There's a fair bit uh, out my way, um, Penrith. There's, there's a few cousins out there. Yeah, um, yeah Mount Druitt, uh, you know. Big, big shout out to Tregea. <laughs> I love the, the Tregeans. Plumpton. What's up, Tregea? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll throw our gang signs yeah. for you. <laughs> uh, okay. So, yeah, the big big kind of um, yeah, the diaspora um, out that way as as well. But, yeah, when you go to Melbourne, um, by far, I've got cousins there. And, and every time I go to Melbourne, we, we go for a family function, and I always end up just putting something on Facebook like saying, look, I'm really sorry, everyone. Didn't get to see everyone. I'll be back soon, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll try and do it again then. How, how important? So, you, I, I'm safe to say you're really close to your mum and your dad and mm. your family. When you were dealing with your own mental health issues and, and trying to find your way through that, how much or how big a support were they, or were they? In, did you keep them in the dark about it? Yeah, uh, it's fair to say I kept them in the dark about yeah. it. Was that um, tough? Is it? That, because you seem, like you said, you see them three times a week. Mm. You really, you, I see interactions between you and your sister and yeah. things like that on Facebook. You're really close to those people. Was that? I think the, and I think the reason why I might have kept it in the dark was going back to that whole thing about, oh, like my my parents have gone through so much. I don't want to put this on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want them to worry about me. I mean, first of all, there was a whole, well, what is actually happening to me? Ah, oh, it, it will pass. After a few months, you kind of think. Actually, this is probably something a bit more bigger than than what yeah. it seems to be, and then so as I was processing that, and once I understood it, I kind of thought, you know what? Well, um, maybe I don't want to put that that burden on them. Um, of course, these days I'm a bit more comfortable in in talking mm. about it and just discussing it, and um, uh, you know. But going back to what I was saying before, I, I just think that nothing kind of. Yeah, I mean, I've I've got some some struggles, but I, I kind of also then think, wow, like my parents, they they would have gone through so Shit, much. I didn't need to leave my country to go and yeah to a whole new place, learn a whole new language, yeah, leave everything I knew and loved behind, mm. and maybe not even see like the thing I always 
think about when I think about refugee experience is, you know, you leave your parents behind and you ne- maybe never see them again. Yeah. You know, and you leave or you leave your, your, your brothers behind and, and maybe, and I have a, a, a friend I used to work with years ago who was a, a Chile, or still is a Chilean man. Mm. And, you know, he tells a story of having brothers and uncles dragged out in the middle of the night and never seeing them again. Yeah. You know. It's horrible. And just, you know, but, but coming here and, and knowing that that could be the last time you see those people, mm. it'd be traumatizing. Absolutely. Like I can understand now why you know services like starts over in fairfield exist you know yeah um, because it's it's like i i think as a person that's born bred lived here my whole life six seven generations australian mm. i can't imagine that i can't even begin to fathom what that does to yeah it, it's an incredible yeah um yeah it takes an incredible toll and, and i guess like my parents are lucky because you know there there was a war happening at the time and it was so close to australia yeah. so it was, it was well and the, and the and the the um the system was different then so they could absolutely. actually come in and be here and yeah well, although i think i think my mum's journey was was wasn't so straightforward i think she so even though so Timor, for, for those not, not well uh, versed with geography, um, East, East Timor um, or, or Timor Leste, as, as, as some people call it, um, it's probably about what six hundred kilometres off off the coast from Darwin. Okay, um, so you got direct flights now. Whereas yeah. back then, uh, Indonesian occupation, I think she had to go to it was something like she had to go to West Timor, which was uh, and then at the time like uh, it's still like a uh, colonial uh, had uh, the, the Dutch still had colonial influence yeah, yeah. Uh, over Indonesia, so she went there. Then she got on a plane uh, and went to um, the Netherlands. Uh, from there, uh, went uh, to, to Portugal uh, because uh, East Timor was a Portuguese colony. Mm. And then from there, that's when that's how she then came to Australia. It's a massive, massive journey. And and she had a, she had a newborn as well, which is yeah. my older brother. Yeah, at the time. So like three or four days worth of travel, mm, like going and, to, and part yeah. of it in pretty extreme danger, probably. Mm. Yeah, and and to think that you know Australia was six hundred kilometres away, but yet she's gone halfway around the world, yeah. just based on yeah. the, the yeah countries and their colonial relationships at at the time. Yeah. Just this epic journey, though. One that I I I just can't imagine doing that. Like I. I Oh, I kind of think, oh, you know, you, you fly a long haul to... You get pissed off when I've got to go to the shops. So oh. Just you know, <laughs> oh! Oh, I forgot the bread. Bloody, I've got to go back. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. A whole three minutes back in the car. Exactly right. Shops, you pains in the bums. Yeah. So who was... Was it this point of realisation where you went, yeah, look, this is a bit more serious? Mm. Who, who Was it something you came to? Was it something that somebody tapped you on the shoulder? Was there a person in your life that went, Bones... I need you need to you need to go and talk to someone. Who who was it? I'm gonna put a um disclaimer on here. So okay. this is where we give it throw it to Lifeline. So yeah, yeah, yeah. if any of what I'm about to discuss uh, affects you in any way, contact Lifeline, I think thirteen, eleven, fourteen. Yep. Yeah, all right. Um I actually thought about suicide. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So I was in the shower one day and and then I just thought, um what would it be like if it just went? Yeah. If it just if I just you know, put the plug uh, in the bath. In the bath. Yeah. Just let the the tub fill up. Yeah. What, what would happen? What, what would what would happen if if I just wasn't here? Yeah, wasn't here. Yeah. And and oh, I remember just I just was in the shower for about 
Um, and oh, apologies to people listening now and, you know, really angry about water restrictions because yeah, it was it was a awful waste of water. <laughs> um, and, and look, you know I, know, I know we can laugh about it now and, and, and stuff. <laughs> really inappropriate. Yeah, really inappropriate to laugh. laugh and make a joke. But, but I, I just stood I just stood there and um, there was this feeling um, ads that, I, that I'd say numbness. Yeah. I, I was that numb like, like now thinking about it, I was like, oh, I could never, I could, I could never think about it. But at the time, I was, I just, these thoughts were just running through my head, like, well, what would happen if you did do it? Um, you know, and, and then I was starting to kind of think of through of the, the practicalities of, of, of doing it and, and how, you know, who would find me and, and, and whatnot. And, and then I think, I think I just snapped out of it, and, and I thought, you, you've never thought of this before, Bones. Mm. I, I think you've got to go and see someone. I think you've, you've really got to, um, you, you've got to go and talk to someone about yeah, explore this. Explore this in because way. this is like it wasn't anything that I, I'd ever thought of before, and and you know I don't I don't call it a suicide attempt or, or anything. Um, yeah. But the fact that it crossed my mind. Yeah. Here's a method. Here's a method of doing it. Um, yeah, and it was it was just, and then I went about my business that day. I went went to work and and whatnot, and then and then um, I looked up you know the, the services um, for um, you know counselling and, and, mm. and whatnot, and and then uh, you know I kind of oh yeah I'll go take that number down and, and whatnot, and, and then at the time I was obviously I was struggling with work and, and whatnot, and, and mm. I think that that was a de- depression as well, and, and then. You know, my, my manager actually, uh, my my um, leader at the time, Darren, um, he he actually pulled me aside and and, and he said we, we need to have a chat about you know your, your work and he said I'm just seeing like all these things that aren't that aren't happening and aren't, and aren't adding up and I said all right no worries and here I was just thinking like I went home that that afternoon and I thought oh okay well um, well geez just like a standard work ask yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, work work ask kicking early that day of course I, I stood in the shower so I was kinda of thinking, well, you know what, maybe 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 it's you know, the the way out. And then the next morning I woke up and, and I, I kind of I kind of thought, no, hang on a minute, like twenty four hours ago you, you you snapped out it something made you snap out of it. Mm. Something made you stop those thoughts mm. and, and look up you know the, the services. So when when I did catch up with Darren, the first thing I said to him was, "Mate, I need help." Mm. And he said, "What sort of help? What sort of help do you need? Do you need help with your work?" And I said, "No, I actually need help. I need mental help." Yeah. Um. And I and I just basically just blurted out everything. Yeah. Just just blurted it all out, and I and then I said, "You know, this is this is what's going through my mind at the moment." And and then um he said, "Okay, well," he said, "That kind of explains a bit." And, and he says, "How how long do you think it's been going for?" And I said, "Look, I don't." I honestly don't know. Yeah. I, I I can't tell you. But I said, when when you get to the point where you're starting to think about in your life, mm. I, I think that's, for me, that was like across the line. Yeah. Uh, across the line. But I had enough sense to kind of say, gee, you, you've never gone here before, Bones. Mm. It's not probably something that you, you want to do, do, do again. Mm. So, and, and then just having having that chat and just, just blurring it out... Um, and then speaking with with um, uh, my psychologist um, that I had, 
you know, she asked me all these questions and I said, and, you know, I had to do this quiz, um, you know, mental health check and I remember saying yes to a lot of things and I just thought, wow. And this goes back to that whole fog thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I do remember having panic attacks at work and I do remember having the hot flushes and yeah. and, and I do, and, and one of the things I, I used to um, have when I when I was going th- uh, through stress was I used, to, I used to get a rash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I get a rash. Uh, like, Same. Or, or rash, um, uh, or like dryness between the fingers. Mm. Mine uh, gets in my face. Ah, oh, right. Across like the bridge of my nose and a lot. Yeah. So I can't can't hide it. Yeah, and and that that was like, you know, that was that was one of the first signs of me recognizing that something wasn't right because I actually went and saw a doctor about the rash. Mm. And obviously, the first thing, oh, so um, have you been sexually active? <laughs> like, like, far from it, mate. I didn't give it to myself. <laughs> 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 that's, a, that's the cleanest part of my body. Yeah, exactly, exactly right. <laughs> I don't know where my hands have been, but, but then it just got me thinking. Like, like my body was telling me or reacting in this way. Um, yeah. And 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 you know whether I, I'd missed it or maybe I didn't recognise it. I was just like ticking yes, 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 and it just felt like this massive relief. Like once once I, I'd hey blurted things out, and then. Sat down with a psychologist. Um, it, it was just just such a big eye opener. Yeah, it, it's it's a real it's it's freeing once you actually say, yeah, this is happening. Mm. Like these things are actually occurring to me. Mm. And and the other thing I always say to people, and Nate summed this up really perfectly in the first episode that he did. But I've always said as well, you think you're the only one. You, mm. think, you think no one else has done it. Yeah. And no, no one else has felt this way. And then all of a sudden, you—I think one of the big um, eye-openers for me, and one of the initial turning points for me was where I went, "Oh shit, I'm not the only one." That's right. Yeah. Lots of people have experienced this. Mm. And when you talk to people and you go, "Yeah, this is what I've gone through," and other people go, "Mine's a spa bath." So yeah. you talk about the fog. I talk about a spa bath. My my, my brain was a spa bath. Oh, that sounds quite relaxing. You know? Actually. Yeah. It's, well, <laughs> come on in. Yeah. Um, I. I I've told this story before, and mm. for people that have heard this, you know, fast forward the next two minutes. Um, but I talk about the fact that for me, it's a, my brain is a spa bath that's turned on and right. it's swirling and moving yeah. and, and whooshing around. And if somebody were to throw a $2 coin in that spa bath and say, find the $2 coin, it would be a real struggle. Yeah. You really have to do some hard work to find the $2 coin. Um, what medication, for example, did for me was turn the spa bath off. Mm. That then enabled me to quiet my mind. You know, Mikey in the second episode talks about white noise. He just has white noise yeah, and he needs something okay. to, to quieten the white noise down. Mm. Once he can turn the white noise down, he can start to then focus on what he needs to focus on. Um, so the, the fog analogy sits really well with me and it's I think yeah. it's another version of it. You know, it's that it, it was a fog, it was a white noise, it was... and and. Some people just put themselves into that fog, you know, mm. alcohol, drugs, gambling, and that's Nate's, part of Nate's story. Um, but it's that that finding the ability to turn off yeah. the fog machine, the white noise machine, the spa bath, and then actually, for me, then it's like, okay, there's the $2 coin. I can just reach in fairly easily. Mm. And, and, and that's, that's, that's my analogy for it, at yeah. least, as well. Um, and for me, it was... And I, I, look, we're not going to talk about who you work for, but I, you work for a reasonably large organisation. Yes. Was part of that approach from your manager an employee assistance program through them, or was yeah, it? yeah, yeah okay. it, it was, um, it was, which is really good. Uh, so there was a whole 
and interestingly enough, so I was a, I was actually a um a manager myself at the time, so I did yeah. reports and whatnot. And um, uh, you know, I I was always referring people to these services, and I always said, you know, I, I knew that yeah. you know you don't have to tell me if you use this service or not. Here's a phone number, yeah. twenty four hours, seven days a week. Get three free sessions. Didn't even didn't even think to use it myself. Yeah. So so I knew that I knew the phone number to to ring up. Yeah. Um and and whatnot and uh, look it, that uh, employee assistance program was, was fantastic. Yeah. Um, you, you know I I got linked uh, I got put in touch with a great psychologist and, and I wish um, that like, she she still was mine and she ended up going to work for the um, New South Wales Police Force. Yeah. Um. But she, amazing, amazing um, yep. psych. Um, and then, uh, interestingly enough, I had there was someone at the time uh, that I was um, leading, and um, I've I've since shared this story with her. And um, but she was going through um, managing her anxiety. She had anxiety attacks at work and, and whatnot, and. Um, and it also led to you know poor poor performance at work. Mm. So you know I was actually um, you know managing her performance and, and whatnot. Yeah. And, and mind you, I was also on the same thing as well myself. Yeah, yeah. So um, the, the the good thing was was that both my my manager um, you know gave gave me the look. You know this is this is not just managing your performance, but it's also managing your mental health as mm. well. So you know I, I want you to you know put together a plan that, that's about your Mental health and mm. and your mental health is linked to you know how you, how you are at work, and I actually used the same uh, I guess way of doing things with with her as well, mm. and uh, and then you know I, I said you know you can tell me as little or as much as you want, and then she actually she actually you know shared with me like her what her um, psychologist uh, was doing with her in terms of um, anxiety. And so I was uh, getting, like, all this information, not, yeah. not only from the AAP, the but also from, from my team member as well. Yeah. And I was like, oh, great, like, yeah, t- tell me more about that. And and, yeah. and not not only was it like a, okay, so how can I support you or, or how can I create that environment that you can, you know, do these things that you need to, you know, with, you know, Leaving work fifteen minutes earlier to 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 go to, to an appointment, yeah. for instance, or um, things like that. But then I was like, okay, well, she's also got a wealth of information that she, that she's using as well that, that I can kind of yeah. uh, use uh, and, and kind of uh, use for my own uh, purposes as well. So um, it was, uh, yeah, it was. Hang on, well, this, this is a bit where we can we can oh we can edit we, it. We, we That's it okay. Hello. Hey, hey, that's all right. We, we just we just left the door open, but you can close the door because of the heat, so that's fine. All right. Yeah, it's a bit of a cut out. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, and that, this is the other thing about the how you're going, mate, message. It's, um, and one of the things is like, say, for example, Nate talks about going into an AA meeting, mm. and what you have is a room full of, you know, a dozen people that aren't going to tell you how, they, how to fix you. Mm. They're going to tell you how they fix themselves. Yeah. And then you get to go... Well, that won't work, but that could, and I don't like that idea. But that could be a good mm. one and explore that as well. And so, you know, I think that's kind of touching on what you're talking about there with that experience, where it's like, okay, I, I'm hearing some stuff that you're telling me, yeah, that I might try for me because that actually could work for me. And and yeah, and that's the thing. Like, it's you, you know, for, for those that are listening and and you know, on this 
if you want to call it a journey or maybe not 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 on the shore where they're they're thinking about I always feel like a fat person on a reality show (laughs) I just you know or I'm on a cooking show you know or a or a weight loss show or one of those things I'm on a journey yeah but yeah (laughs) not 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 everything is going to work for you and I've got this funny my my psychologist actually because I was talking about work and, and whatnot and how you know at the time I wasn't enjoying where I was working, and, and uh, obviously it was, it was to do with not not um, you know performing and going through performance management and whatnot. She's like, well, you know, you know, one thing we can make work interesting is, is actually, you know, why don't you try, you know, going a different way? Yeah, I know you you take the M four, maybe you know, make it make it a bit of an experience. So maybe take the M two one day or take the M five, and thought, you know what, I'll, I'll, I'll give this a crack. Uh, my first time I actually tried it. <laughs> I got lost. <laughs> anxiety levels were through the roof. <laughs> I don't get into work late. And then the next time I saw my psych, I was like, yeah, we... Never talk. again. <laughs> Never again. <laughs> but, like, we, we had a laugh. We had, we had a laugh yeah. about it. So, um, but, yeah, you, you've, you've got to... You've got to have the mindset to, 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 to yeah give things a go, and, and sure, some things might work, some things don't. Yeah, yeah. Um, I said, said to you at the start of this as well, part of the inspiration for this, I watch people's Facebooks pretty closely in the mm. sense of seeing little snippets. So, for example, Nath, I, I saw little snippets of of his, um, his posting more things about mental health and I went, yeah. ooh, there's something there. And I got more than I ever expected out of him. There was a, a picture of you that you posted and you, you, you were significantly heavier than you are now. Probably I look like about maybe 15 or even 20 kilos heavier than you are now. Mm. You're not a, a big framed guy yeah. to start with, so that weight. And you, you talked about, you know, that this guy is like fat, depressed, you know, really losing control of things. Exercise, weight loss for you, was that a part of – we're talking about, you know, the different things we try. Was that a part of your mental health wellness journey? Was that something yeah. that you, you fell back on? Absolutely. So going back to 2013, 14 when when I was going through the whole depression so I actually inj- I, I was doing half marathons at the time yeah. and I actually injured myself I remember the um uh, I remember the I think it was yeah May 2014 I, d- I just did a half marathon this is awesome time I, th- I think it's actually still my PB uh 2 minutes and, and 5 sec 2 minutes no, two minutes, half, 21 Ks. Wow. wow. Watch out, the Ethiopians. Two, two hours, um, five minutes and 40 seconds, I think it was. Um, so that's, And I've never been able to come to that time since. So I ran absolutely hot time um, that, that day. And, um, but then that afternoon, you know, the, the feet were, you know, just feeling still a bit hot. Oh, yeah, maybe just a bit of niggle, just post-marathon and, and again went for a week I was still training and, and I couldn't walk and, and my, my one of my PTs actually said to me she said look you've got to go and get this checked out and it seems to be a bit of a recurring theme here like someone, yeah. someone actually has to tell me to, to go and <laughs> get things checked out um, and then so I went to a, um, a podiatrist that she recommended and they said look you've actually you've actually got, um, this looks like plantar fasciitis Um now, mind you, like when, when I reflect back, like all the, you know, the, the mental health, uh, you know, the, the struggles and whatnot, I, I kind of go back to around September 2013. Like now that I reflect back on all the things that happened, like that's when it kind of happened. So, September 2013, you know, 
and, and again, I, I didn't realise what was going on at the time. So I was just oh, running, you know, I, I love running, blah, blah, blah. And then the plantar fasciitis happened. So I wasn't running. I wasn't doing uh, the thing The thing that I loved. Um, bit of a setback. And, and, you know, I was out of action for about three three or four months and, and you know i was getting fomo you know watching all these other people train um, I, I did have a goal to do a marathon that year and and that was that was gone mm-hmm. there was no way that i was going to be ready um to do a marathon in, in september 2014 that was that was the uh, there was a race out at double that i targeted yeah. and, and then so i could tell how much i missed it because i i wasn't even able to train and I felt that it just had this really awful negative uh, effect and impact on on my own mental health. Mm. And then when I got the all clear to to train and and um and, and start resume running again, you know, started slowly, and I found that it was just this um you know release. And and for those that that do run or participate in um uh, yeah, any any physical activity, um, I I would just love getting in the zone. Yeah, and, and that's where I, I can tell you how the race, where the race started. I can tell you where the race finished, but I can't tell you what happened in between because yeah. I'm just so focused, just on running and, and whatnot. I, I yeah. can't even tell you like what course we went on, where did it turn left, where did it turn right. Anyone ran past you, anything? Like yeah, that? yeah. couldn't even couldn't even tell you. And that's what I loved about it was that yeah. you just it's just you and the track and, and your and your personal bests and and then there was also this community out there as well. So because um, I was so into the running, um, you know, and I missed it when I was injured. But and I, I do miss it now, to be quite honest. You know, I'm not running as much as I as I am, um, and that's and that's just just due to a busy DJing schedule. Mm. Um, what I loved was that you just saw the same people each week, and and yeah, I mean the the, you know, the starters gun would go off, and you you'd kind of run off, and you wouldn't see them at the end because you know people finish at different times. But then, yeah, you know, oh, how'd you go last week? Um, we, we'd travel to all sorts of different different places, different spots. Yeah. Um, so that was that was a good. You, you, you made connections there as well um, with with the gyms that, that I've been at um, the. The train. Uh, one of my trainers. She, she's uh, she's got a um, big shout out to Rose. She's got a Facebook um, uh, page at the moment. Uh, you know, it's called Not All PTs Have a Six Pack. And what she talks about are her own her own struggles. So she she um you know she she's with um, F forty five at the moment yep. and. You know, she she's looking great. You know, she's got, she's uh, you know got a great um, you know diet, got a great family and whatnot. But over time, like she struggled with her own mental health as well. And yeah. and um, please forgive me, Rosie, if, if you know you don't want me to talk about this. But um, you know, like she was, yeah, you know, fine specimen of a of an athlete. And she you know as a trainer, like she she was capable of a lot more things that you know what what I was doing when I was showing up to her, her group, but. She'd go through the same mental blocks that that we had as well, um, so it was good. Like you, you, again, going back to that whole community thing. Not, not only do we share the common interest of of physical wellness, but there's also the mental wellness there there as well. And and the the, the trainers that are that are training with today, like they, there's you know we openly talk about mental health and and how yeah, mental uh, like working out is is, is good. Good for the the, the brain. Um, uh, one of my ex trainers, who's behind Walk and Talk Pimaway, Dale Walker, um, 
he he's talked about it many times on, on, on my radio show about the link between physical exercise and, and what yeah. it does in terms of mental exercise. And it releases the endorphins. It, it gets – you, 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 you go out and achieve goals and yep. um, it just gets the, the, the blood moving and there's just a sense of – for me, it's just a sense of empowerment. Mm. Um, you know, working out and, and going back to Thursday Thrash, like, yeah, you absolutely um, – You did at the end of it. You did at the end of it, but you feel so good by being able to accomplish it. I went uh, into a gym this morning and had a – a body scan done and mm. they asked me if uh, I was interested in doing their 28 day challenge and I just went no nah, I don't like shouty gyms <laughs> I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not that dude I can't do that anymore yeah, yeah. I, I'm that guy that you know if you shout at me do burpees my response is I pay you I'll That's... do whatever I want <laughs> <laughs> I'm the customer I, the customer yeah. is always right I'm not burpee I don't yeah, care that's... how much you shout at me to do five yeah. burpees I will do squats I will do jump squats if you want me to yeah. but I am not doing burpees not doing... No. I'll, do ju- I'll do 20 push ups and then 20 jump squats which is I'm basically like, what you're saying I might try that next time at the gym when they <laughs> ask me to do burpees I'll say hey hey I pay the bills around here <laughs> I'm the customer the that's customer's right. always right <laughs> alright before we go um, what's What's your go-to for looking after your mental health? So we talked about this before. It could either be, you know, I'm starting to feel a bit down. This is what I do to start to arrest that feeling, mm-hmm. or it could just be like, what What's been the thing really that's helped you manage your mental health? What's What's been the thing that you go, yeah, man, this is the thing I do. Yeah, it's it's about recognizing. Uh, for, so me personally, and, and again, this is, this is me personally. Um, it, it's it's about recognizing. That you, you're going through that fog, so I, I I know now when I'm in that. So and it's, and I'll tell myself, you know, this this will pass. Yep. This this will this will disappear. Bones, you know what you know what to do. Um, it's it's not the end of the world. Um, it will go away. You you, you you can be upset. You can be depressed. You can be sad. It, it's normal, and, yep. and I think recognizing that is is the first. Step. Um, in terms of go to, I do have some some favourite places that I love going to. Okay. Um, uh, a, f- a favourite place for me to, to go to um, is Austin Me. Uh, okay. yeah. So um, holds great memories for me. So first time I went there was '93 and it was a Year Six school camp, and um, it took me about twenty, no, about eighteen years to get back there. I mean. Yeah, for whatever reason, just just. Yeah. But oh, oh, like this place, um, and, and we were, we actually recorded our radio show earlier tonight. You, you talk about a song that, that yeah. takes you back to to a place. Well, I've, I've actually got a '93 playlist. So okay. whenever I'm heading there, I, I will. Oh, I put, like the '93 playlist. I will put this '93 playlist, there okay. and um, I, I'm pretty sure. Like, I think Nirvana's Heart Shaped Box is on that playlist. <laughs> yeah. um, Faith No More, Easy. Is, is on there as yeah, well. Among, my language now. Amongst amongst other songs yeah. as well, um, uh, and it just kind of gets you. Like I, I play that playlist as, as I'm driving down. It takes about you know an hour, good hour and a half from from my house in Western Sydney yep. down to Antarctica. Me, but oh, as soon as I play that music, it, it just it, it just helps me relax. And then I get there, and then I just oh sometimes I just sit in my car. Yeah. I, I park the car in the car park and just look out over the beach sometimes I actually get out on the sand and then yeah. um, I actually then decide you know what I'm, I'm, I'm going to um, uh, you know, sit, sit on the sand and just watch the waves come in yeah. and I'll just get lost in thought there's there's no sometimes I'll, I'll take my phone out with me just to keep track of time sometimes I'll leave my phone in the car mm. and 
and only you know leave until I, I think it's yeah it's 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 okay to leave. And I just kind of know you just kind of get this gut feel. Okay, it's, it's time to leave. I feel refreshed now. Mm-hmm. Um, I. I I do have uh, some some personal goals that I, that I like to set for myself, or, or a guide. I, I used to call it uh, a guide to a, to a better you, and it's just like a kind of like a, a contract kind of commitment. Mm. Um, I still I still have it, um, but there's like five things that I kind of uh, you, kind of that I feel make me. Because going going back to that, um, uh, I'm conscious of time. Um, going back to that whole thing about um, when my leader pulled me aside for a chat, and one of the follow up chats, he, he said. Um, he the first question he said was he goes who are you? And then I said oh you know I'm I'm John I'm a, I'm a team leader he goes no that's what you do who are you? Mm. And I and I couldn't answer that question mm. and I, and I think that's the like yeah the, this this whole mental health uh, thing not only I guess there were the bad things in terms of you know thinking thinking the worst and whatnot but I think it also shaped me as well because it, it gave me a sense of identity and. It, like that, the, I think that question is yeah. related to purpose as well. Pur- absolutely. Like, like who Pur- are you? Yeah. Like what? What are you here to do? Yeah. That, yeah. That's it. And you, you touched at the start about this being my baby. Mm. It's my purpose. Yeah. That's what I'm here to do. You know, I'm here that you know. Hopefully, 200 people listen to this. Mm. Um, and if I don't get a damn listen in East Timor, I'm very real. <laughs> but um, but if 200 people listen to this, and I've read this quote a while back, if one person listens to it mm. and says, "Yeah, man, I've been in the shower." And I've been that guy. I'm going to call Lifeline, or I'm going to go and talk to somebody. Yeah, job done. Yeah, and and that's that's now that's my purpose now. Yeah, and it sounds a bit arrogant to go. I'm here to save lives, but I'm here to save lives. I'm Absolutely. here to have people go. I can talk about my mental health. I can. I don't have to be ashamed of it. I can have someone. You know, and and they talk about when they talk about recovery, they talk about getting a sense of identity, getting a sense of purpose. Mm. Really, and I often say to people, I think. Um, one of the things that a mental health episode forces you to do, often against your will, is redefine who you are. Yeah. And you, when you can get to a point where you go, oh, well, actually, I get to create a new version of me. I get to fix the parts that I don't like. I get to mm. take those away and put new parts in. I, that's really liberating. Like, yeah. It's really freeing. And it's, I, I think it's great. That's that's my opinion. Yeah, be wrong. <laughs> let, let us know. <laughs> yeah, let know. I'll let you know how that goes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Mr. Baines, thank Big you, ads. thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Thank you. That, see, that wasn't that bad. That was an hour. I know. We, we, yeah. yeah, we did. We did an hour. Yeah, and, and we went into you know. I, I'm, I look. I'd probably love to at some point maybe sit down and have a bit more of a discussion about that refugee experience with your folks and your I'd, family I'd love, as well. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to as well. To be honest, um, it, it's it's definitely something. Oh, you know, I think could be well documented. Yeah. Um, you know, there is, I, I think I remember doing a uni assignment um, years ago, which which talked about life in Timor, but I didn't kind of really focus on what happened after yeah. know, they came to Australia. So I'd, I'd love to, yeah. Well, there you go. Thank you for your time, sir. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. <laughs>